All right, quick announcement before we get to the podcast, but we're giving away a really sweet rifle setup. Right now through the end of October, if you go over to the Elk Hunt course and you sign up, you're going to be automatically entered to win a Weatherby Backcountry 2.0 in the 338 RPM. And not only the rifle, we're going to top that rifle with a Maven Optics RS1 rifle scope and Weatherby's going to hook you up with some ammo. This is a sweet Backcountry Elk rifle and the total package is over $4,000. So be sure to get your name in the October sweepstakes. And you know, if you want to be a better elk hunter, this course is going to give you a few frameworks that I've learned over the years, and it's packed with some really, really great information. Go check out all the testimonials that people have taken it. They love it. And now's a great time to take the course because all of the mistakes that we made from this past season are fresh in our mind, and we can say, oh, that's what I did wrong. So go check it out. It's the Elk Hunt uh, 201 course. Uh, it's, it links in the show notes. You can go to the Rich Outdoors page and go straight to there. But get your name in now to get entered into this $4,000 Weatherby Maven Optics package. This is a sweet gun. Go get signed up. Alrighty, guys. Welcome to Wapitee Wednesday. Got a little bit of a different episode for you today. Uh, kind of a framework episode, if you will. And I want to talk a little bit about luck and the four types of luck. So we're going to dive into it. And if you guys like this style of podcast, let me know. If you want more of them, uh, great. If you don't, tell me, tell me, and we'll, we won't do it again. <laughs> so, all right, let's dive into it. So today I want to talk about the four different types of luck. Now, uh, there's a book that was written, written, written in like 1978 by Dr. James Austin. And he wrote... Uh, chase chance and creativity the lucky art of novelty and in that he talks about the four different types of luck and this has gone on to have been written by mark andreessen and other entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs always talk about it in an an entrepreneurial perspective but i thought it was very applicable to hunting and and elk hunting in particular so i wanted to kind of talk about the four different types of luck and how you can kind of swing luck in your favor, if you will. So we're going to dive into it. And the first category of luck is called blind luck. And blind luck refers to like a situation where success or a favorable outcome occurs purely out of chance, right? Rather than any conscious effort or ability by the person. It suggests that, you know, the person achieved the outcome, uh, did so without any particular skill, knowledge, or preparation. And, you know, think about, uh, from an elk hunting perspective, like I sit on a water hole, I have no idea if there's any elk in the area, and randomly a 400-inch bull pops up and I shoot it, right? That's pretty blind luck. Or maybe your buddy buys you a raffle ticket at the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation banquet and you win a new gun. You know, it's pretty blind luck. You didn't have a lot to do with it. Now, this is the only type of luck that really has no inputs. And, you know, it's essentially up to the God. So we're not going to dive into this one a bunch, but this is, you know, oh man, that person got lucky and we understand it, but there's not much we can do about it. The second is luck in motion. This is the second type of luck, and it comes from taking action. You know, if luck is being, again, if luck is being in the right place at the right time, well, by God, we better be out there longer and we better cover more ground and try to be in the right places. It's simple math, right? So that's how we create luck in motion. Uh, Naval, uh, Naval Ravikant, I'm a huge fan of, I uh, love all of his work. You guys probably heard me quote him before, but he, he writes about this kind of luck in his blog and he says this, you know, that luck. Uh, luck comes through persistence, hard work, hustle, and motion, which is, you know, you're running around, you're creating those opportunities and, you know, generating lots of energy in, in all the things you do and, and you're stirring up the dust, so to speak. You're trying to make luck happen for you. This is the type of luck that, you know, is actually the most effective. You have the most 
uh, input on that's the thing you can do the most with. <clears throat> and again, it goes into that, you know, the Sam, Samuel Goodwin quote, which is the harder I work, the luckier I get. And so when we think about this in an elk hunting perspective, luck in motion is covering ground. It's finding new elk uh, when <clears throat> maybe you felt like taking a mountain nap. It's looking for elk sign methodically. It's going through these areas. It's, it's literally, you know, physically and metaphorically stirring up the dust to try to make something happen, to have luck just cross your path. And, and this is the one you could take the most action on. For me, this has been so many, this has been true so many times in my career. And I can't how many t count how many times I have killed a bull that either I found midday or maybe driving around at night that I had no idea existed. And I probably wouldn't have killed that elk if I wasn't you know, trying to make luck happen per se. Let's talk about luck in preparation. So in the book, James, uh, Dr. James Austin talks about, you know, chance favors those who have a sufficient background and a sound knowledge plus special abilities in observing, remembering, recalling, <clears throat> and quickly forming significant new associations, right? So luck in preparation. To say luck is only relevant if you capture it is kind of an understatement. And anyone who has been elk hunting can vouch for that. You know, in business, it, it takes someone who has seen a bunch of opportunities, have developed that gut intuition, and knows how to capitalize on an idea when they see it. Those are the people who, you know, aka get lucky. And elk hunting, the exact same thing is true. You know, a hunter who has built up that knowledge will know when to strike and when to wait. They know when to make luck happen, and they have the skills, they've prepared the skills to take action when they need to. A great example of this would be like, man, I got lucky and I stumbled on a herd elk and I spot them before they spot me. There's a little bit of luck there, but in order to capitalize on that luck, I have to be prepared and I have to say, okay, now is a great time to go or maybe now is a great time to wait. I'm waiting for that opportunity to present itself before I strike, right? And so having screwed up enough of these, having developed my gut intuition, I'm gonna sit back, I'm gonna wait, and I'm waiting for that right opportunity to make my strike. And so that's luck in preparation, right? Another example of luck and preparation is having enough reps with your bow or your equipment, whatever it may be, that you can capitalize on that luck event in the chaos of the moment when everything is just pure chaos and all of a sudden it's like I was able to, you know, pull off a great shot and I, you know, didn't stumble through everything. So, you know, you were able to capitalize on a luck event. Maybe an elk stumbles out in front of you, but you were able to get your bow, get your arrow knocked, get drawn, get ranged, get all those things done because you had done that so many times that you were able to capitalize on that luck event. You know, there's, there's luck in, in reading elk and knowing when to make a move or when that shot should, you should wait and maybe that shot will present itself. You know, many times I've been very, very close to elk and you're on the fence of whether to make a call to try to force the elk to do something to get that shot. Or maybe you're like, okay, let's just be patient and let this situation kind of unfold and see if an, a shot develops. A lot of that comes in preparation, which is specific knowledge in elk behavior. I've been there enough times. I've I've put myself in the red zone so many times. I, I know that I need to be patient in this situation and let the shot develop or the inverse. Maybe I know that this thing is kind of unfolding and if I don't force it, I'm never going to get a shot. So I have to make something happen. You know, it's having that specific knowledge of elk behavior, of your equipment and what you need to do to, to make a shot happen, to capitalize on those luck events.
All right, number four is luck finding you. And this is kind of known as reputational luck. In the book, Dr. James Austin writes, uh, chance favors those with distinctive, if not eccentric hobbies, personalities, lifestyles, and, and modi behaviors. And I love Naval's uh, kind of take on this, which is like luck can uniquely find you when you are unique. Imagine, you know, you're the best deep sea water explorer in the world. And one day someone finds a treasure in the ocean. And who do they call? They call you because you are notorious for being an underwater explorer, right? You're the best. And all of a sudden you get some treasure because of your reputation. So how does this apply to elk hunting? You know, throughout my life, my hunting career, my reputation or my character has gotten me tons of tips and advice that if I was an asshole, I probably wouldn't have got. You know, just being a good person and essentially people are willing to give you information. They're like, hey, have you have you checked out this? Where, you know, being, this is very true even for people. I've met people that are like very secretive about what they know or don't know. And naturally, I, you know, maybe there's some upside to that, but for a lot of times, like I've helped a ton of people in other areas and in turn that kind of comes back to me because people are like, hey, uh, have you checked this area? I killed a bull down here. There's some giants, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, just being a good human essentially can bring luck to you, not directly, but almost indirectly within elk hunting, at least, is that, you know, be, by being a good person, people are going to share information with you. They're going to tell you things. And, you know, if you've helped a bunch of other people, then maybe that'll come back to you. So those are the kind of the four types of luck that are described in this book. And I actually have a fifth one that I've kind of developed. It seems audacious to say that like, oh yeah, everyone says there's four and I'm going to go with five. But, um, but before we get into the fifth one, I want to talk about kind of being in the right place at the right time. And a story uh, of a bull I killed a couple years, some of you are going to know the story, some won't. And I'll talk about how the different types of luck played into that situation and I was able to kill this bull. So like, this is the, the sleeping bull story, which again, you know, I get a lot of crap for, but Hey, you know what? I've spent a lot of time in the woods and then this is the only time it's ever happened. So, uh, a few years ago I was hunting an area, I was hunting a new area. And again, by being a nice person, I actually got a tip from a rancher and he's like, Hey, you know, if you go into this state chunk, uh, you know, there's there, you could, you might be able to get on something, whatever. And it was just, you know, friendly advice. Right. And so I went into this area and actually I was trying to get to a state chunk. And before I ever got there, I cut a track and I was like, you know what, I'm going to explore this track. And I followed this, my intuition, my gut. And I said, I want to see where this elk's going. Well, this elk led me to at least a bunch of elk sign and some bugles and whatnot. It was actually, you know, some raghorns and spikes, but I'm like, ah, something tells me that there's more to this story than, I, than I'm seeing right here. So, you know, I went out that night, I came back in the next day looking, and of course now it's like game on, bull screaming, not just spikes, but bull screaming, elk everywhere, fairly chaotic, um, called in a, a smaller six, let him go. And I keep working and I'm like, I'm still trying to find this herd. And I know it's there somewhere. Um, I just haven't seen like a good herd. I've seen a lot of satellites. I've seen a ton of spikes. I'm like, okay, then where's the herd? And I kind of worked into this area and I was, it was a little bit late in the morning. By the time I got to where I wanted to, I was kind of just playing with other elk. And so it's, you know, it's mid morning now. And I'm like, okay, everything's, the sun's out. Uh, everything's kind of died down. The action for the day is done, right? Well, 
I wanted to stay in the area because I, I was like, I think something might happen. So instead of just wandering around, I was like, I'm just going to crash and take a nap. Uh, it seemed like the, the morning rut fest was kind of over. So I just wanted to be in the area, see what I could you know, learn. Maybe I pick up a bugle. Maybe, you know, I hear a bull bugle midday. Nothing was answering me. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take a nap. Ironically, I set my bow, you know, 15 yards uh, from me. <laughs> well, I set my bow down and I went and kind of was like, oh, I'm going to lay in the sun. So I, I take my pack over and I, and I lay down in the, the nice sun to warm up, you know, and I'm, I'm laying there. I don't even know how long I was asleep, maybe 20 minutes or so. And I hear the footsteps about the exact same time. I just hear a massive bugle, which sounds like it's about at my feet at this point. And, you know, this is the blind luck. It's a little bit of blind luck. You know, there's probably, it can't be completely blind because I put myself in a really good place and decided to, you know, be there for as long as I could. But we'll call it blind luck. You know, uh, here comes a whole, the herd of elk, right? There's 12 cows or whatever it was. I don't think I ever counted. Let's just call it 12 cows. 12 cows. And as I open my eyes and my hat's kind of over my face, I open my eyes and there's a bull screaming. I'm going to go with like 50 yards, you know, over my feet. I'm looking down my body, looking over my feet, and there's a giant bull screaming his face off. And there's cows. I remember the cows were maybe 15, 10, 15 yards from me. And they're just kind of cruising by. No one, nothing had seen me yet. Mind you, at this moment, my bow is still 15 yards away. And I don't even have my release on. It's at my bow. And... Uh, for anyone wondering why, it's because I had, I, had, I had to do some business that I didn't want a release on for, if that makes sense. So, so I, I decided this moment that if I don't act now, two things, well, two things are going to happen. Either I act now and I screw it up, or I don't act and I don't get an opportunity. Those are kind of like the two options I see in my head. Now, granted, I'm in the wide open and there's cows that are like 15 yards from me. And I'm like, I have to move now or else this won't happen. And whatever it may be, I, I just flip over and I start crawling for my bow as fast as I can. And I'll never forget hearing that bull absolutely just scream. I could feel it in my chest as I'm like crawling towards my bow and I grab my bow and I'm like trying to get my release on. And you know, the old fire school was coming back at me, like slow down to speed up. Cause I knew I was trying to go way too fast. And so I'm like, patiently put or I guess precisely putting on my release and I grab my rangefinder and I range that bull and I remember I cow called I don't even think I had a read in I cow called and he stops and he was at 50 yards and I just drew my bow back and I made the shot and I actually watched that bull that bull didn't go 50 more yards and he had kind of gone by me and I shot and he ran like 50 yards and went down now it was amazing. That's probably the only time that'll ever happen in my life. It was a great bull. Uh, it was such a cool experience. But you know what? What was the luck that played into that? So there was a little bit of blind luck. Yeah, a bull just happened to walk by me when I'm sleeping. But the the luck of preparation is what really sealed that deal. I had gone through shooting my bow so many times and and kind of the whole process of things that I was able to crawl fifth like I don't know a couple maybe. It's, yeah, it was about, yeah, about 50 yards. So I was able to crawl halfway. Like imagine my bow 
the elk and I'm like halfway in the middle of them. And I was able to crawl to my bow, get my release on, range that bull. And he actually went like another few yards by the time I, from the time I ranged him to the time I stopped him. And I was like, okay, he's 55 yards and I smoked him. Right. And it was a great shot. And so there's a lot of like preparation. There's a lot that went into that. I would venture to guess, maybe I'm being outlandish here, but I'm venturing to guess that if a brand new hunter was in the same situation, even a like a decently experienced hunter, you know, let's just say an amateur hunter is in the same situation, asleep, and a bull comes up. 99 times out of 100, my guess is that story ends with my bow was 15 yards away. I couldn't do anything. And it was a crazy encounter, but you know, it, it was left as an encounter, right? And that's the difference between having, uh, you know, the, the luck of preparation, if you will, and being able to capitalize on those events. And I also think, you know, there's a little bit of luck in motion, if you will. Like I was out there covering ground. Um, you know, I was looking for that herd. I knew there was a herd in there. If there was that many satellites, that many uh, spikes, there's a herd somewhere. Right. And I just had to figure it out. So I'm just being in the right place at the right time. And, and ironically, I don't know if we can call it luck in motion because taking a nap is about the opposite of emotion. But to some degree, there is like luck of motion, right? Being at the right place at the right time. So like these are all ways you can increase your luck. The last one I want to talk about, I added a fifth luck, if you will, to this. And it's the luck and consistency. You know, one of the most unsexy parts of the story of successful people, if you will, is story of successful entrepreneurs, successful hunters, is that, you know, no matter what it is, they execute the basics very well. They rinse and repeat over and over. And overall, there's luck and consistency. By this idea of like consistently doing the same thing and putting forth the effort and you will get to your goal, right? Like if you, if you went fishing, for example, like, and you were just changing your lure every single cast, like you would be, have a hard time figuring out what the bite was on. You would figure out where they were, you know, it'd be hard to figure out what they were. You have to be like, have a consistent plan. And, you know, a great fisherman is going to know which lure to use because they've built up a lot of that uh, specific knowledge, but also they have a system. They're like, okay, I know if this isn't working, here's how many casts I got to use, how many things I got to do. And I think the same is very true in elk hunting. Like you have to develop a system and you have to develop a consistency. And this is, consistency is what keeps me able to say, this area is done, I need to move, or whether I, need, I should stay and keep pounding it out, right? Like I've been through the process. I either need to move and find new elk or I need to switch the tactic a little bit. But the, the idea is that when you're consistent, you're consistent in your actions and your plan and your system, you're going to reach your goal. Like it's, it's almost an inevitable. And I, I think that is a huge luck component of the luck of consistency. All right, so those are the five types of luck, at least how I see it. And if you guys are interested, uh, I know most of you have probably taken the course already, uh, but you know, check out the course. It's about building a system that works for you. And I think you know you can take all of these pieces of how to increase your luck by the different types of luck, having a deep understanding of how luck works. You can increase your luck, if you will, air quotes there. Sorry, I'm on a podcast using my fingers. Anyway, check it out. Uh, I, and I hope, you, I hope you guys found some value in this podcast. Let me know if you like it. And we'll do some more of these like framework type podcasts. Short, sweet. 